I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Premier View podcast, episode number 109. Today, we're in the middle of the split season. We have both county action and a lot of club action to get through. We have a new panel now for the club campaign, so welcome on board. Gar Tuhi uh, from Silver Mines Garrisonet. Sean Smith is back from Sarsfields and Stephen Cronin and myself from down south. So we start with the club action, lads. There was games on all over the county. Gary, you're the first man in. New new man, we'll go to you first. A lot of action up north there. Starting off Temple Derry maybe found it a bit hard up up a grade this weekend against Kildangan. Uh, got a bit of a beat. Or not, not or Ross Gray, I mean, sorry. Yeah, look, I suppose, I suppose before we suppose go any further and talk about Hurling, obviously there, there's big, life is bigger than Hurling. Um, obviously, Ross Gray had a the sad passing of um, Fiona Phelan uh, during the week. So look, obviously, as we said in Club all weekend, the minute silence was um, held before every game. So I'd say, look, we'd all pass our condolences on to um, the Phelan family and Fiona was uh, buried there today. So look, may she rest in peace. But look, I suppose Ross Gray, after coming up from last year, big cauldron come into arguably the, the favourites for the county. Um Killangan won 219 to 10 points. And look, we all know what Killangan are, what they're like. They're hurling, they like to play through the lines. They're nice, tippy tappy boys, and they, they pick off lovely scores. But I'll tell you one thing I noticed about Killangan this weekend, and there was a real urgency in them. Um, I said to Billy there after the game, Billy Seymour got man of the match. Um, it was like they were down 10 points the whole game, lads. Um, they were chasing and hassling every single ball. I was there in the 64th minute, I think. Um, I think the Ross Gray fullback was coming up the line, Paul Flynn. Billy Seymour and it was I think it was Allen as well chasing him all the way back to the, the Killangan 21 they overturned it and got a point from it like they were 15-16 points up at this stage so there was a real difference in Killangan this year from what I saw last year the last couple of years that urgency but um, no look the, the, the usual the usual lads stood out um, Billy got Billy, Billy Seymour obviously got man the match um, he got 11 points um, 3 or 4 from play um, Alan Flynn was unbelievable as well um, Johnny Horn had a right game left wing back no, Johnny's probably been playing his trader with the, the kind of the second team the last couple of seasons, but Johnny had a right game, um, left wing back. Barry Hogan's puck outs. I I, I know Barry's he got uh, he got kicked kicked to the sideline this year with the tip seniors, but lads, his puck outs were unbelievable on Saturday. Absolutely unbelievable. Um and I would say Killangan were probably in second or third gear all day. So they would be so far. They were definitely the most oppressive team of the weekend. It wasn't the best game of the weekend, but definitely the most oppressive game of the weekend. Well, like their team probably were waiting on, waiting on them all year to catch fire last year, and they never quite did. And I suppose they got they came up short in the end. But you, you often see that with a team, you know, after winning their first county or that, the celebrations and all that get the get the yeah. going. And they're not quite at full throttle the next year. So they, as you say, they really look to be on a mission this year. You know, from the early stages, and they take a bit of beating. Nina as well then up north showing a bit of early season form. Yeah, lads, come here. Listen, I suppose we had a double header in Dolly yesterday, and I had two Menina down as the game of the weekend. I suppose it's probably most everyone else did in the county, maybe apart from obviously Drummond Lockmore, but obviously Berthley Killer one. We get to that afterwards. That was the game of the weekend. That was unbelievable. But this served up a cracker as well. 
at half time, Nino only had two wides, two only had four. The efficiency by both teams was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, now, what I will say is, obviously, Tommy Heffern has been Nina's, one of his star men for the last couple of years. Tommy had one shot at goal yesterday, one wide, and he was taken off. Like, it's it's very rare that Nina, I suppose, they're able to carry one or two lads. Ben West had a quiet day as well yesterday, and after scoring 10 points, I think, the week before in the league final. So, not all of Nina's, I suppose, main, main men turned up. Sam O'Farrell, obviously, we all know Sam, captain, tips to the minors. He made a championship debut himself, and Darren McCarthy had an absolute classic battle yesterday. I would say Darren came out with in the end, but um, I suppose, look for Nina, Mike Heffern got 10 points, nine, nine frees, one from play. Uh, Sean Phelan was very good as well. Josh Keller, another young fella, two points to play. Connor Hennessy, um, he he gave me a run for money for the man of the match himself and Mikey Heffernan. He was very good wing forward. Connor Hennessy, a big strong young fella, up and down the lines all day. But obviously, look that man, Jake Morris, seven points to play. I think he touched the ball ten or eleven times, and he got seven points to play. And you're looking was, for your county players to stand out in these games, really, aren't you? And we're and what I will say, then it's very rare, Liam Ryan, I suppose, Liam was probably told during the week, listen, you're American, Jake, and that's it. Jake had four points at half time, but I would say Liam actually had a really good first half. I know that's strange to say, but you probably have to give, I suppose, a bit of le- leniency to Jake. He's probably going to pick off four or five points every club game, so you give him that. Liam Ryan was very good yesterday. He, the legs probably went from him in the second half with Jake, just his movement, lads. It's just it's just unbelievable to watch it is. Um, Philip Hickey, again, was very good for Nina. Um, Mark Mark Harry fullback as well, and Dermot McLaren as well. Give him a shout and goals. He was um, he was very good. Another young fella coming through for Nina. Um, and look, I suppose on the home side, they did eight wise in total. Conor Grace was a late replacement for Rory Bland. He made a few errors in the goals. Um, three or four puckouts went straight to Conor Hennessy, Philip Hickey, and Mikey Heffern. They got resulting points from it. Um, but no, Nina won about twenty three points to twenty in the end. Deserving winners. Um, Shane Nolan, shout out to Shane Nolan. Got four points in play. Um, he was very good. Jack Delaney got three points in play. And yeah, look, the lock and jo- Josh McCarthy were very solid as well. So look, it won't be the last year. This two teams, very young team as well. Um, Ken Dunn obviously over him this year, but Nina, they just had a little more of the tank and they were probably in second or third gear as well, probably in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, we see the, the North like it's a fairly attritional championship there now with three rounds for most of the teams there. But now we have Temple Derry versus Nina in a semi-final and Boris versus Kildangan. So that'll be a cracker the latter game. It will. And look, as I said, we'll get on to the game in a second, but that's already probably uh, building up to be probably one of the games of the year because, look, speaking to everyone in Dal and Nina um, over the weekend, teams are really going for their division championships this year. It's great, obviously, you have the insurance because, look, you don't know what's going to happen in the county. You could have lads yeah. picking up injuries. Lads might go away at the last second or whatever and you mightn't get through your county stage. You win your division, there's your county quarterfinal spot. So... And look, obviously, everyone knows the North is special. There's something special about North Hurling, and teams really take the division championship really, really seriously up here. But Jesus, yeah, that um, that semi-final pair and pairing of um, Barcelona. And just uh, to, to close it off, then Barcelona, obviously, that they they won the first teams out of the county championship last year, so they'll definitely, yeah. you know, every game's a must win for them. I suppose they will have learned the competitiveness of the of the county championship. You know, it's that like, is, yeah. having that division title in your back pocket is invaluable. That's it. And just look, look at Nina last year. Nina really put put a real drive on for Frank McGrath last year. And they did like Dave, they gave us, I suppose, Kilangan a, a bit of a school in, in the last 10, 15 minutes of Jordan last year. But I suppose going on to Bursley there now, obviously, after winning the county there a couple of years ago, poor year last year by their own standards. They really put it up to um they really put up to Killer One yesterday. Now, going into it, there was rumours going around Killer One are missing four or five players, which they were. And I was expecting Bursley probably to be more comfortable, if I'm being perfectly honest. But Killer One being Killer One, and I made a point during commentary yesterday. In every county game last year, in the knockout stages, Killer One went into this game the second favourites. They didn't go into any county game last year as favourites. There's something in that Killer One team and that panel that they have this extra bite that a lot of other clubs don't have. And they were down a lot of bodies yesterday. But um, look, it was the Eddie Ryan show yesterday, lads. 15 points, 10 frees, 5 in play. And his general work and play, he worked like a dog all day. Unbelievable, Jerry Kelly as well from the, on one wing, J J D Devaney in the other wing. Like I go go through the whole team here. Um, all six forwards scored. Um, for Bursley, they were just very impressive. And again, it looked like they probably had another gear in them as well. Killer One were probably flat out, and obviously, look, listen, down down a few bodies, but um, they were very impressive as well yesterday. Um, look, the usual suspects, Bill O'Mara was very good. Um. 
in, in middle of the park then kind of Craig Morgan was wearing 11 but he's kind of playing midfield he got three or four points to play um, I have to give a shout out to Owen Hogan as well the old dog like he's a 16 to 17 year senior hurling now with Killer One. he was very good wing back um, but no listen I suppose Killer One won't be too deflated with it it was there for the taking but considering all the bodies they were missing I'd say look they'll definitely kick on from it well. yeah and that's a as I said, like you know, a team like Kilroy who've been on the road a long time last year, maybe last year maybe the extra couple of weeks now to knuckle down for the county championships might suit them as well. I suppose gotcha. Stephen, we'll go to the main event now down south. Uh, the I suppose the South were quick out of the blocks there last week with uh, Monahone and Killinall, Killinall waiting in the South final now. Uh, Carrick Swan beat St Mary's one sixteen to fifteen points. I suppose what's great about this game is the two biggest, most important players of this game are both up on clubber, like so people will be able to see him. But I suppose one was a disallowed goal by Mary's kind of midway through the second half, and the other then was the goal from a puck out or whatnot, whether it was touched or or whatnot the the whole way through. But you were at this one as well. What do you reckon? Yeah, the the, the two clips you mentioned um, two, gone viral. You know, like um. <laughs> Uh, exciting game, but but probably a poor a poor enough game. Like you know, compa- compared to the the previous the other semi final, um, it is a horrible place to play a match up in Monroe when the wind is dash, and Kieran Lonergan has a savage puck out on a normal day, and he was putting the ball up into the six yard box with the wind, and it was just it 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 held it. It really, really put St. Mary's on a wicked pressure and, and gradually got uh, the Swan a foothold into the game, which we've seen at the end of that winner is it's it's a typical Swan thing, you know, give them a sniff going into the final stage and they'll get that winner. Like, but I suppose the other controversy the the controversy in the game was the St. Mary's goal that was disallowed was was so at such a vital stage in the game, I think if if that goal was allowed, I think St Mary's would have went down and won the game because the momentum they, shift, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a huge momentum shift. But they were on top; they were the better team throughout the game. I think take the win factor out of the second half, and St Mary's would have finished out the game. That's my thinking of it. But look, you don't want to be too hard on on officials either. We're trying our best not to be, but that was a very very poor call. You know, it was. I I I thought it was a common thing, although rarely used. I thought everyone knew that you could actually swat a ball into the goal with your hand, and the referee got it wrong. Like if he if he signals that it was a square ball to kind of like cover cover his own arse, let's say, then fellas would just say, "No, he wasn't in the square," and that'd be it. But he signalled it was a handed ball into the goal, and disallowed the goal, which which yeah, is wrong. He took the free from them, but suggest it was that. And he gave the you know, like, but in saying that, like I said elsewhere, that didn't cost St Mary's the game. I think I I think um, St Mary's put himself under their own pressure on, with their own pockets in the second half. In the first half, they, their movement was excellent and they, they delivered a lovely ball more often than not to a, a fella on the run. In the second half, against a hurricane, the wind really picked up in the second half. It was the same hit it as hard as you can kind of a puck out. And it, it's it's that's a back stream. It holds up. The forward can't run onto it. He's static. A backman is coming through. And look, as a when you're a backman in that situation, all you want to do is get something on the ball, move it back down the pitch, put the pressure on their backs, and it um that's it. Not having that backman, you know, every every puck is going to be coming right down your throat. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. The and they're coming through the forward, like you know, I, Seamus came in through one of the come in through the back of one of the Swan lads in one of the pockets and caught a fantastic ball and it was like I thought right here's where we're going to see it now and I thought they'd rain ball down on top of them for the rest of the game but it just it didn't it didn't happen and um, I think look a little bit more of a little bit more news on the puck outs than they could have seen, seen out the game but look it's, That's it's, it. I think it's Swan, a, it's, as you said Swan smelt a bit of blood there and maybe, maybe yeah. slowed it down a bit more I think they're over reliant on Sean Kennedy I think he got 11 or 12 yeah, you know, he was like, excellent. You know, he was excellent. And a lot of O'Halloran's from Carrick as well was excellent. On, on Eric, on yeah. Eric, Eric, yeah. I, I thought Eric was fantastic. He really kept the swan in the game while, while while they were up against it. You know, he was everywhere on the field. His condition and his power and his willingness to put his body on the line is is up there with the best of them. And um, he really kept him in the game 
when when they weren't hurling well. You know, but there's a short enough turnaround now for them. You know, Kilnall are well rested, have that extra week. You know, South Finals now scheduled for Sunday in Clonmel, two o'clock. So that's a short enough turnaround for the Swan. I know Aaron Aaron O'Halloran went off very early on. Yeah, he's broken. Injury, so I don't know. I, I think he's a broken bone in his foot, so he'll be a loss to him. He'll be lost. You know, he's a he's a big young fella, and their, and the young lad stood up now. I have I give him give him that the young lad stood up at the weekend, you know, and 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 they they went about their business. Um, yeah, look, I suppose to turn around a week, I suppose they're coming off the back of a of, a, of an unbelievable win, and they'll feel they played poorly. They feel they'll play better, so they'll want that self final straight away. You know, they won't care about. Uh, a week's rest. They they want that straight away, and I don't think whatever whatever happens the weekend, I don't think a short turnaround will be a major factor in it. I think they'll um, you know, I think we're we're going to be will be served up a bit of a cracker anyway. Yeah, it's an and, interesting one. We'll get we'll get back to the intermediate in a in a few minutes, Sean. We'll we'll go around the houses now. We'll finish with the west and the and the mid. I suppose the west are like um, the south have a combined championship, so. The, the Marys and the Swan was a senior game, as was the as was the Cashel game at the weekend. Cashel Tracy, so Cashel were at one stage they were nine points up here. I just saw the Cashel team on paper there. You know that obviously look the transfers from a few years ago. Now they're, the lads are well settled in, but great to have likes of Jar Brown back on the field. Um, I think Devon Ryan is was up in the other corner, so you know Cashel look strong. That's the Sean, was it? Yeah, but <laughs> I know that we're missing our our Western correspondent here with Mike. But um, yeah, I suppose Tracy's were. I suppose Tracy's looked they kind of gave their all. They they're the claw back six points in there. Yeah, look, you, you Cashel needed a big uh, a big performance. I think they went the way they went out against Borges last year. They'd be hurting from it, you know. Borges bullied them. Borges, yeah, Borges knocked them out last year, and yeah, uh, Borges you know, they on a bit this year as well. You know, and they they need to respond. They need to respond to that, like you know, because when you go out the previous year on a on on in a bad way, you kind of you, you need a good win in when you start off the championship. And uh, look, tis tis a good win, tis a comfortable win for them. And um, you know, like they'll, they'll um if they can if they can get the, the the show on the road properly, like they have the numbers, they have players, like you know, it's just can they can they get it to gel and and you know do the business on the day. Because there'll be bigger days ahead. Like I think it'll be grand for him to get a crack at Canulty Rossmore in a, in a West final. But look, that's just that's neither here nor there for Cashel because that's Canulty Rossmore, and they could win that West in third gear if they wanted. Really, if we're honest about they it, could Cashel. Steven, but you know, they could see. But yeah, like again, you know, I I give Cashel a bit of a chance there. I think they they lost them last year by about four or five points in the end in the West. Um, I'd be surprised if there's any more this year now. Like the as you said, they were already got their semi final on Friday. They got through that in second gear, even. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but like, I it, this is a far bigger game. Like the West final will be a far bigger game for Cashel than it will be for Clonulty. Clonulty have they have um they have a bigger picture. Um, look, it'll be a great scalp and all that, and it set it set Cashel up for the rest of the year. But I think Cashel need. To perform, they need they need the county championship more than needed the West Senior Championship. Absolutely, we we'll go to the mid now, Sean. If you're if the earphones plugged in there now, so Sarsfields, uh, I suppose start of the season, dethroned the North or the the mid champions from 2022, J.K. Brackens. Yeah, them an awful night there in the rag last night. The rain was Harakonishes playing there, just downpours for times. Um, like Brackens again, they're missing Paddy and Connor Cadell, you know, and McBride. So, like, they were down key players, to be honest. But um, it's a strange game. Um, we'd um, own personal corner for for Sarsfield there, gave an exhibition, to be honest. Man, the match scored 1 6. Um, Billy McCarthy also strong in the forward. But we just plucked off points. Um, Ronan's kind of loose there at the back, clearing up. And Brackens tried to keep in and keep the score down there at a the point. But it kind of, the game kind of got away from him in the second half. and it never really took hold either of getting back into it. But again, with the players are missing, and I thought it would have been stronger. And we've actually bet them in June Ray by a good score the night before as well. So whether they're missing key men also in that as well, it would have upped that team as another kind of day. But, I suppose it's a tough time of year when you're trying to keep like Sarsfield's 
out tonight in the, the senior B. Um, it's tough when you're trying to keep two or three panels like you know tight enough and yeah. two or three key men down, like any team, you know, seem to mostly seem to be missing two or three. Yeah, Bracken's yeah, actually finished at 14, didn't even bring on a sub near the end. They were down a man with injury, just they let it off. No, no, by the way, it's not a player there for Junior's. But um, it's going Bracken's going to be disappointed though, not to kind of keep it closer for especially like with the sense of winning the division and having the division run off before the county series. Like, but the group we're in, like, you know, we kind of have to try and go for it and go all out. Um, waited with Knoll today, that probably win the West, that probably gives them a lifeline, maybe, and let the rest of them fight out in the north there. But um, like. It's good to see our lads moving well. Like again, Dennis Martin played Paddy Creed and probably James Armstrong, another lad. We can There's a few lads that would have maybe there again as well, but it's a good workout. And is the draw made for that Sorry, is the draw made? Yeah, we're playing Holy Cross, and it's more likely next Saturday even because the Court Loose Festival's on there Sunday in Holy Cross. So ourselves in Holy Priorities. Cross priorities start keeping going by they'll they'll beat us maybe Saturday. Michael celebrating then to a bit of country and western on Sunday. Jesus, don't tell. So the board are facilitating the team's cha- a team's change of fixture now. So fair, fair um, play, but we won't mention the war. Um, and then Holy Cross had a good win over Brackens. Like when you saw the scoreline, saying they pulled away well, but actually went extra time, which is wasn't that that was how two lads are at. And they just said like it was a strange game of character, strong breeze second half, and they could have actually won the game. But in extra time, then they kind of completely had a bit, and the goals killed them. And like reshelling goals, you wouldn't think you'd be conceding that much, but like. They're running through and get point blank shots, so not like like no one's gonna save him. Barrett, maybe Murphy from Kenny yeah. the right to save, but you know, and I suppose one of the game, the other one of the games of the weekend, I suppose, was Lockmore. Maybe, maybe they were a little bit underdogs here against Drum. Um, I don't know, but you know, there was definitely the McGrath show, yeah, they would have been. Drum. I from kind of feeling around if Drum would have been fans to meet him in that, but then again, like no McGrath with eight points from play, it was. People are saying worth just watching it, ball strike, and especially in Temple Hill, that pitch is so open, like the swirling wind there and the breeze, as well into the wind and stuff. It's magnificent. And John got two two arms from player two two as well, and the freeze. Well. But like, don't be disappointed now with that. Um, kind of seeing two thirty like two lock more. Um, who again these two teams make up against each other later on in the campaign. So kind of disappointing them and lock more no, now. Going just to like Callan and the two champions, you know, 48 hours after the tip, you know, exit there down in Davin Park playing a mm. challenge match. So I'd say it shows how much they were kind of, you know, gearing up for the club. So yeah, shame we did get a goal already. He scored round one. Um, Tommy Dolan got four points. Wrestling kind of came from freeze. David Collins got about 10 freeze, you know. So, um, but they plucked around, but they're regrouping out from that because they do say they're kind of aiming for the maiden. But the draw as well, like, we didn't want to get like more either or from in the first row, you know. So it was a kind of a look at the draw they're on that and if like more of the hard side of the draw, you can kind of say that maybe up church as well in the semi final had a buy or into it. So yeah, exactly. Uh Gar Silvermines busted my IQ in the weekend. I kind of have <laughs> fancied a, an upset in that <laughs> in that one there. So uh again I, um, continuing on there. Yeah. I think I think they let a few people down because I suppose there's a, there's a good crop of young fellas coming through the mines. I've probably seen that for a few years now. But um, look, obviously, Conor McKelvey and obviously Mikey Cork and everyone knows who they are. But like I have to mention a couple. Like I was over or under 17s last year. We won an art final. And like there was two of those lads. One started Danny Quinn in the championship debut. And another guy came on, Kyle Tracy. So look, for two 17 rows come on in championship. You know, it's it's a cauldron to come on. I remember my championship debut against Balna. Jesus. It's a it's a long time ago now, it's about 16, 17 years ago now, but it's um those days you don't forget win or lose. But you know what? It was a very disappointing performance. Um I get into Burgess now in a second because I was very impressed at Burgess, but it just seemed I don't know, and again, I don't want to be coming down hard on anyone or listen, we we've all played a game and everything, but it just seemed a bit flat. Um Jason was so well marshaled by Johnny McQueen, and it's one thing about Johnny, he's unbelievable condition this year. He is in unbelievable nick and he was just all over Jason. Now, look, listen, he had to give away a few frees, as you do like, but the fitness of the Burgess team was something that really stood out to me. Stephen Corbin and Michael Ryan were just absolute two horses up and down that line all day. Um, Owen Hogan, everyone knows Owen Hogan. He's got, he's got hands He's got hands like Chris Deering. He's just, the, the wrists on him were unbelievable. And Bill Flat was exceptional, absolutely exceptional. Two big men. If, if Bill wasn't winning the ball in there, he was tapping it down to Stephen Corbin and Mikey Ryan. They were popping on and there was always done a 
or Stephen Murray or Danny Ryan was unbelievable as well, running off the shoulders. That's one thing. They had runners everywhere. It was like a football team. Um, but like I gave man the match to Dunham Maher. Um, he was like a 16-year-old out there. Not, I don't know what age Dunham is, 34, 35 now. He was just unbelievable. Um, he ran the show, really. And again, Johnny McQueen was un- unreal at centre-back. Birds, I was just very impressed with Birds. I had not seen him this fit in, I don't know if I've ever seen a Birds team as fit. Um, Ronan Tucker's puckouts were very good. Um, Willie Ryan, the, full, the whole full back line, I have to, I have to give a shout out to, to all of them. Um, they were just really well conditioned. And now Keith Neal went off with, with, with a head injury. I'm not too sure if, if he'll be okay for the weekend. Now they got they got drawn in Newport tonight in the North semi-final. He'll be a massive loss. Mm-hmm. Massive loss. Um, and for the Mines, Look, Jason had a quiet day. He got one pint from play. Now, it was a, uh, an unbelievable pint from play. Um, Conor McGilvey took, took it to Burgess in the second half, but it was just a really off day. Um, no one no one really had a, a standout game. There was no real, I don't know, there's no momentum. They got no momentum at a one stage. Now, I will say they went nine points down at one stage. They brought it back to four points. They knocked five points over in a row. Bill Black got a goal, killed the game, done and dusted. Um, but one thing Burgess, they just ran and ran and ran at the Mines defence. I did no answer for it. Um, so yeah, Burgess won three nineteen to one nineteen, and the scoring is probably a bit a bit generous for the wines. And then Newport, I suppose Tim Floyd in charge there. So we all know that former now former county secretary seems to be getting the tune out of Newport. Yeah, disappointing enough, maybe. Oh, yes, come here. I was talking to the chairman Aaron Devan after the game, and they were they were pure deflated. Like they were five points up at five minutes ago in the first half. They were doing all the hurling, and Newport has got a small bit of a run on them, and they brought back a pint right before. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Last time. Now, Balanac came out in the second half. They went four points up, and I said, geez, they'll kick on here now, but... Again, they went flat. They went really flat again. But the main thing that noticed was in the second half, Newport let Ballina receive the puck out, every single puck out in the first half. They just let them have it. And look, Ballina, they ran and ran at Newport. David Kelly, I have to give a shout out to David Kelly. If Ballina had won, he was man of the match. He was unbelievable for Ballina. And you, you probably see the goal there up in, up in our clubber, clubber socials. And you've shared as well, lads. The ball from Owen Power across into 14. David ran, I'd say, 100 miles an hour, snapped it out of the air and buried it in the back of the net. But Paul Hogan, Colin Flight, second half, simple as that. His puck outs, he just landed them all down to 21. They finally fed Colin Flight. And look, anybody who's been watching Newport the last couple of years, he's their main man, simple as that. A great time for Colin. He's um, he reminds me of Shane O'Donnell. And the way he kind of holds the hurling, his style of hurling, but he got 12 points in play, or sorry, 12 points, six in play, six frees. Um, Peter Sullivan was very good. Keen Fannigan had a right game midfield as well. But, um, and actually, I have to give another shout out to Oshin O'Brien. He was wearing 11, but Sean O'Brien went off with a hamstring injury in the first five, 10 minutes. And Oshin went back kind of in the full back line and he gave an absolute monstrous performance. So it was a close call between Oshin O'Brien, Colin Fyde, and David Kelly for man the match. But just in that, Sean O'Brien looks like he'll probably be out for a good few weeks. So, He'll be a big loss now against Borders in the North semi-final. And then I, I suppose uh, Ballina Mary's in the first group game of the Orion, so that's nearly a must-win from both after both losing the divisionals. Sean, I suppose back down, back down to yourself. Sorry, that's where we Obviously, Stephen O'Brien obviously wasn't playing Friday night and looks like he's out for the year as well. So it's um it's a big up, uphill task yeah. now for Ballina. Thank so. the selector, isn't he, on the, on the programme? He is, yeah. And he was there on the sideline, all right. And... Um, now, Mikey Breen had a, had a good game as well, but again, Mikey was playing centre-back, but it's a big ass now for Ballina to kick on, because I, I watched the Marys game as well, and Marys are impressive. Um, thought, um, 
the point is made there by Sean, I think, that if the wind wasn't there, they were definitely the better team. But yeah, the yeah. beat for Banana to be getting on for a front championship. Yeah. Sean, the Turles All-Stars <laughs> lost against the mighty Clannock Kenny this evening. Yeah, and the mighty Clay sort of did. Um, to be fair, Clay, down there, I said, Finney was pitched perfect, good, good blow. So, no, fair play to Clay there for hosting that. Um, and night where he couldn't get a field around the herd. We lost 317 to 17 um, with a lot of youth and older senior players. But this point in result and to lose kind of in that game in the kind of semi final for a bit of silverware now, so early on. Um, and in the other semi final, mind him too, but disappointed. But they're down a few of their main men, like Gordon Connor, especially. They lost Curtin Who won 20 to 18 points in the other semi finals. So, like it's a Curtin Who and Santa Kenny final in the mid in Premier Media, which we kind of started, you might say, there's no like. Mine could have been in it or like Sarsi. So I know it is right that's, there for both of them teams. So for lifeline. You know, that's a, geez, that's yeah. Whoever wins that, again, we talk about the, you know, fo- focusing in on the divisional, getting your preliminary quarter final. But Garton, who obviously had a great year last year, uh, Common Club, nice new field. Like, and, you know, geez, a, and the Premier Intermediate to top that off would be just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, they're playing some like they're playing great stuff. And we kind of mentioned on the pod last number of years that they're developing and they've done some work out there in terms of um the stands and the new fields and actually the mob balls. So like they're pumping in and it's actually showing in the other end where they're actually getting results and getting to finals where they could be lifting a bit of the cup there next weekend. Exactly, yeah, without writing off Connor Kenny. So yeah, there probably won't be much in that one again. No. Uh Stephen, we don't I won't uh, ask you too much about the the next one because I know you're involved, but um I suppose <laughs> Kilsheen, a bit of a bit of a surprise because I had Alan Gary down as going very well in the intermediate after a good win against Kahina Rinky in the quarterfinal. Um, but Kilsheen in full value by for I think it was a five point win in the end and probably should have been a bit more. Yeah, full value for the win. Um, yeah, it looks as far as I was a bit disappointed with Ballangari as well. I thought I thought now they were getting their ducks in a row. Maybe a long league campaign had him had him flash. You know, like as in flat as in motivation wise, because the old traits of Ballangari was used used to be intensity and aggression, you know, and in your face hurling and it wasn't to be seen. You know, if you swapped jerseys, you would have easily thought Kilshino or Ballangari, because they brought the fire. They brought the, the the aggression and the intensity and they bullied Ballangari. And Ballangari got their ta- tactics wrong. The half back line played way too far out the field and really, really hurt their full back line, you know, because there's there's pace all over that Kilsheelan team. And they made hay. But when they sh- when Balangari showed it up a bit in the second half, they 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 kind of got back into the game. And you know, like I don't think Kilsheelan were ever going to get bet, but they like I think it was 214 they scored. Like they'd be disappointed with that scoreline, you know, because they dominated most of the game. Um uh yeah, hopefully I'm go, sorry, go ahead. No, and they're saying that, you know, that Ballangari didn't watch, was kept quiet by uh, the older one, the Butlers, and then Senan Butler, I think, kind of, you know, he's a live wire in the forwards. Yeah. He's a big addition to him this year. Oh, he's a, he's a super, he's a super, like he's, he's, he's selfless. He, he's one, one thing on the mind when he gets that ball in his hand and that's going straight for goal. And it, there's no going around the man either to, to go through the man, you know, and he's, He's a great, great young hurler. He's going to take wicked watching, you know. And and, and Mark's brother Barry Kehoe, he was excellent. He was excellent in the first half. Um, he was the one that he 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 took it to um to Ballingarry more than you know on the scoreboard because he was the one doing the scoring. They did some poor wides in the first half. Kilsheelan did, but you know this this young lad now he was excellent. Um, uh, Max Stokes put a world of ball at at centre back. You know they. They they made me they made a hero out of him as well, in a sense. But I suppose as a, as a as a non-marking sweeper, you have to be in the right place at the right time. And do you see he he must have had a pain in his hands for poking balls uh, back down the field without putting the you wind know. up, you know. But that Kilsheen team is a very good team on paper and has been for a few years. Oh, I look. I th- I think there's about ten or eleven of them this year alone that are off either football, county teams, hurling, yeah. or you know. So they they'd have they'd have fierce training throughout the year hence why they can't take part in the county league because they don't have the numbers but half their squad are on county teams so like they'd be they'd be disappointed with how last year went considering they were in the county final the year before but this Kachin they, they are a serious outfit and they, they bring money goal as the favourites you'd say 
Yeah, they and they bring serious pace. That's 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 the it's a huge positive. Like, there's there's no slow lads around the field. If you don't know if you understand me, like a, a very quick game. You know, will you bother showing up on Sunday on Saturday evening? He's gone now, just as I say that. So he's not, a, he's, not, he's not sensibly not answering. Right, as we leave the club there for a couple of couple of minutes, because you know we had two all all Ireland semi finals. The first one, I suppose. Look, it went it went to plan for Limerick, maybe. You know, the bit of dark arts or whatever you want to call it, a bit of gamesmanship there. But Galway, once they were ahead, they never looked like raising a gallop second half, Sean. Or yeah, because it's, it's just Limerick again, second half forms, but Galway. I don't, the second half, like you change tactics inside four lane, change up a bit, you're dominating there. Like level they were, like they were every chance, like even by like even looking at the price there online, journalism and whatever they were. Limerick like weren't giving much of a chance, like when the game was running, but then about 26, 27 minutes on, Limerick just took over and it was just standard Limerick there, like even missing their key man, like they're still shows the flexibility now, you know. We always knew they had just a kind of core or whatever but they seem to be showing that they can plug the few gaps in that like or more yeah, than a few gaps at this stage exactly yeah they're, they're half back from there with dominant like Aaron Glenn like but still it shouldn't be catching all of last head like that scoring goals and like I know it's a great catch or finish but like you know be ruthless you know Um, but golly we very disappointed how they finished out second half particularly it was like they folded at a point there to honestly even the second Limerick goal was just kind of scrappy as well like you know there was no real no kicking him at all, and Gary. I suppose where do you think that leaves Tip now? I suppose having you know been beaten by Galway, like I, flat then. I'd be, I'd be a lot more positive about Tip. Look, I suppose like it's a hopefully it's a long term project with, with, with Liam. Um, like he played a lot of young players this year. We, we have to remember that. I know Shefflin has done as well a lot of the under twenty down through the couple, last couple of years, but I just don't think Galway. I don't buy into this, the, the bottle or they just caved in. I don't buy into that, that, that narrative at all. I just don't think they have the hurdles, as simple as that, to compete at the top table. Now, we don't at the moment either. Let's call a spade a spade. We don't. But I think we've had a lot more coming through than what Galway do. So I'd be very positive about us in the next two or three years. But I suppose just at the at the weekend, like we're calling it the Dark Arts and Nicky Quaid. Every single club and county team in the country do it. They were just the best ad, and everyone is pissed off because they are the best ad. Well, it's as simple as that. Down in Monroe, like, there was more there's more time spent with lads lads injured, you know, the, the first half and the second half was gas like. That's yeah. it. But like isn't it all it's, it's like in soccer, everyone hates Man City because they're the best team at the moment. It's like whoever's at top, like at the moment, like everyone probably wants Kilkenny to win. Um, no, not everyone obviously in tip. No one wants Kilkenny to win, but like a lot of the country wants Kilkenny to beat Limerick because they're they're winning. But I think what Nicky Quaid, what Nicky Quaid done, probably was turning the game. And Shefflin said it after the game, lads. And it's just because he did and Limerick did it, it's been more high profile. I wouldn't make anything of it at all. It was just good, good sports and good games and shit by by Nicky yeah, Quaid. But Shefflin, does he have a third year in him up there? Do you think, lads, or is it is he on that long list of Galway underperforming managers now? You have to give him the third year personally. Yeah. You have to give him the third year if he doesn't do it. Look, but again, as I say, I don't think they have the hurdles. It's as simple as that. I suppose then the game of the weekend, bar the, bar the club scene, was definitely Sunday. Our our old friend, Mr. Lohan, uh, an ideal result for Claire, maybe like, you know, the heroic loss kind of thing or the the failure. But um, yeah, geez, Kilkenny, Stephen, I know you're, you're on the border there, but like, you just have to give it to them, They just don't know. Sometimes they just don't know. Yeah, they're, they're it's it's just to never give up and and work for everything. It's just bred into them nearly, you know. And like they they're all they always bring a, a a physicality and an intensity that's you know it's through the roof. And look, I know we make we get jabs at the Leinster Championship, but Kilkenny don't have to be ready until the Leinster final, you know. So like. The, the freshness that they'll bring into the All Ireland series, um, like it, it's it's a savage, and we spoke about it last day. Adrian Mullen being available or not, you know, and like these 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 Ballyhale lads, what they do for Kenny is is what Ballygunner should be doing for Waterford. Like you know, they they bring a wealth of experience and a wealth of calmness in in a in a ferocious, intense environment, and they just they, you just can't. Get they they'll never die, Kilkenny, because you know they they have this thing where people talk compare them to the to the great teams. Ah, they're not. This is a poor Kilkenny team. They're not poor. There's no poor hurlers in Kilkenny on a Kilkenny no. panel. 
You know, like this this myth, and, and it's the Kilkenny boys that'll throw it out. Oh, no, this this team not great now. That lad, Asher Hewitt, they, they're, they're a bunch of fantastic hurlers. They're trained and they're conditioned brilliantly, and they have a hunger and a desire when they go onto a hurling field. That's, that keeps them in most games. And what a lot of people uh, forget is with a little bit of better ball into the forwards last year, they could have won in All-Ireland. You know, like they had Limerick on the ropes a lot, but they just hail married every single ball and it, 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 it suited Limerick, you know, coming into the dying, dying stages. But look, um, Brian, Brian Lowen got what he wanted. He got a bit of a controversial call to go against him and it papered over all his flaws throughout the game because he got a lot, an awful lot wrong on the day. And, uh, you know, and I, 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 I think if you're going to be constantly using the referee as an excuse, Jesus. I don't like, think your ref- your team is going to improve. He's, there, he's so pumped up on the line over the refereeing decisions, isn't he? There, he just like everyone, he's in the face kind of thing. Like, you know, it's just it's like a lad over a minor team or something like that. Like uh, just on a sorry lad, just on a, I think that like let, let's call it spade a spade. The ref had a poor game yesterday, but it wasn't the winning and losing of of either team. He made three or four very very poor decisions. But again, it is a, something that Lohan does. Even when they win, I've noticed he does bring in the, the fourth officials and the refs the whole time. And it takes away, like, Clear still gave an unbelievable performance yesterday. And by bringing in the referee, it's taken away from the performance of your players. And, like, they left everything out in the field yesterday. Like, they only lost by two points, lads. And they only lost by Limerick by a pint or two in once or twice as well. So, like, they're still a serious outfit. But now everyone's talking today about Brian Lovin and about the, about the officials, not about the performance that Clear put in. So, it's just something, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't well, say. Sounds- that's on the manager himself, though. He's yeah. the one creating all of this. And, yeah. and I think that that will hold back a team because rather than look within yourself, well, what are the things that we may, might have did, done wrong? Like, you know, are we shooting from a, an impossible angle? Or are we not working the ball with a little bit more composure? Instead, now everything is, um, oh, the referee, the referee, the referee. Like, the, where's, where's, the, where's the, you know, where's that face in the mirror that say, look, one or two things I got wrong on the day that we can improve on, you know. Exactly. Like, you know, we should be talking about a fantastic performance from Clare because they have been playing excellently since Tipperary bet them. Mm-hmm. And but but all the talk is referees from them, you know, and that's not healthy for a, a team either. And only for a wonder save, Sean. And like I, I suppose the bad thing here is when you slow this down in slow motion, it actually like I think the real thing here is look at how fast this all happens. In, you I, know, like on the, the yeah. live action, it's so, it just wrong really so on the other side. It came on a rebound. Like even to get a shot off was from in the first place. But then yeah. Tom Murphy pulled off cross. But like, like this thing, like if that went in, like Clear kept probably may have deserved no to win the game like that. What did they? But like, but as you said there, Clear had a family game, and like Tony Hills kept to one point by Mikey Butler. Like again, like two years in a row. One point is playing as a forward. Tony Kelly ended up being a backman. For most of the games, like so, the masterclass again by Mikey Butler was unbelievable. To be honest, there and before the game, RT were building up Tony Kelly. This and you know, like that's the thing. Like other player players in round said, right? If he doesn't do it, we'll do it. And they nearly did on the day. Like with Tony Kelly being kept quite like Shane Donnan inside, um, Fitzgerald midfield powerhouse again. You know, Rogers would miss in place balls. Just like TD Reid, um. But then if look at Kenny brought on players that like. In other counties, you may say, kind of gone back. Richie Hogan, like, he had no speed in the corner there when he won that ball, but yeah, he just won a free. He went, dropped the head. It could have been a Rick Harrell. Like, if Richie Hogan got sent off for the same against Barrett, if you can't, he got, you know. So, like, TJ Reid's more. Walsh as well, you know, coming on. Yeah. Like, Wally Walsh, you know, Park Walsh again. So, these are players, but they're bringing on the kind of, kind of drive and the willpower and the cleverness that are coming on for Kenny. And that's what they're doing for years. But Claire would just so disappointed. Have not, is it? 10 years since won the game of Crow Park, is it? Yeah, 2013, I think, is the stand yeah. that they haven't been since they beat Cork in the, the replayed final that they haven't won a game since. So it's just something need to get over the hood. Like at the start of the year, even during both campaigns, we're kind of saying, like, people kind of want to draw Kenny to this in semi final. Like, but they are now looking back going, geez, what, what could we have done there? But starting Maury, I think, first time trying to play that system, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing either. Was a kind of a very late call where they're working on and trading, you know. So that's the thing as well. Like, loan, like, the season again, the custom. Yeah. Call from the well. first game, 
you know, first round the monster, he drops his keeper and it cost yeah. him there. And then like, you know, so I don't think he's learning just he wasn't effective doing the sweeping either. He kind of seemed lost the times because Rich Reed is pinging the balls left and right into Cody there, like with a phenomenal game. So like he wasn't even in front of Cody covering that ball in. So like what did he actually effectively do in the first half? Not a whole pile, to be honest. We we spoke about it on the last I think it was the last part of the pod before that. We we spoke about how teams are are, you know, that that kind of putting that way too much emphasis on what the other team will do. And it looked like Clare prepared to play against Kilkenny, focusing on what Kilkenny might or might not do to them, rather than focusing on their own game, what's done them so well all throughout the year and what they've been training and preparing for all year. And all of a sudden, bang, changes it for the All-Ireland semi-final. But that's, for me, that's poor management. That's poor decision-making. Like, as, as you mentioned already, Kevin, he had the, he had the, the goalie, Situation at the start, of the year. and then in the most of final, he had the cornerback situation. Exactly. Then, yeah. You know, then here, here again, we had uh, out of the blue uh, t- uh, okay. formation. You know, and it's, it's it's like, look, a little bit of effort has to go into the opposition, but first and foremost, your focus is on uh, making your own making your own game plan work, making your own team excel at what they are best at. And, uh, you know, it's, it is another error from, from Brian Owen. Yeah, and I suppose that's, like, maybe we're, I suppose we're, we talked about Galway, we talked about Clare, we talked about Kilkenny, but, and they're Limerick are again, I suppose, just we really do have to give them their credit, you know, going for four in a row, five out of the last six, largely the same cohort of players, and, like, maybe Galway weren't ever going to be the team to take them down, but, you know, they just seem to be timing their run again, giving a big performance in Crow Park. Yeah, like you see, like Declan Hannon, I suppose, probably one of the best sixes I've seen in my my time. And like even Lynch, like the last the last couple of last couple of weeks, last couple of games, he was a nobody, absolute nobody. Went away for two or three weeks, bit of training, and he, he could he could have been man the match yesterday mm-hmm. or um at the weekend. He could have been man the match. He gave an unbelievable performance, and it's just like this old saying, and I hate cliches. Everything go back to the well with the same players, but they are. And they're only bringing in maybe one player every year. Do you know it? And it's not their like Sean Finn missing, um, Declan Hannon missing, Keenan's only back. I don't know. It's just they're just a team for the ages. They're, they are remind me of obviously of the Kilkenny team that won the four in a row as well. And it's just I they're just a class act. And Kylie and the whole backroom team and everything that they do, like the small little things with Nicky Quaid, those small little things, they that turned the game at the weekend. So. They're just you just have to like whether you like them or not, you just have to give them the credit. Simple as that. Exactly. And I suppose look, we'll talk a bit more about the preview for the final in the next pod and that. But uh, I suppose before we finish it up tonight, that's the biggest game of the weekend. Kappa White are back uh into a West Premier Intermediate final now. So a hard fought win. Um I don't have the score there. I think it was one sixteen to sixteen points or something like that. Michael, Michael, beyond to correct me if I am wrong, but they're playing Arabil, so that's a novel pairing as well. In that, in that final, sorry, not Premier Intermediate. I'm not promoting the Premier Intermediate, Intermediate, Intermediate. Junior, Junior Intermediate. You're thinking about <laughs> the South one this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, big win for Kappa White there uh, as as well, and he managed to catch to catch that one or. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> That's surprising me. And look, no. big win for Aravale as well. You know, their team, you probably see bouncing around with Paddy Bacon in the old relegation playoff there in intermediate the last few years. So good to, good to see that. You know, look, two two clubs now, like that'd be a big boost for them to whoever wins that one at the weekend. Yeah. The ladies had a fantastic win the weekend. It's not a just going to say that. Um, actually, I give a small shout out there. The father, he, he actually drove, he actually drove the team bus up to up to Croker with, with Dennis and the, and the women on Saturday. So he had a right day out. He got he got a ticket for both matches on Saturday as well. So he had a right day out. But I just have to say, I've been following the Camogie there very close. And my two sisters played down for years and everything. And I just think the job Dennis has done the last twelve months, like obviously this team, I suppose for the last couple of years, they've been they haven't been there thereabouts even in knockout games. But it's only been 12 months then. It's not even 12 months then. It's a dare. I think the job he's done, lads, it's just absolutely incredible. Regardless of the result against Watford, I think what he's done this year is just incredible. And I'd, I'd be very surprised if they didn't beat Watford. They, they were just yeah, so impressive. momentum building there. But we yeah. have to get them on, I think, given their dues. And maybe, you know, if there's anyone around from the Camogie just to kind of reach out there and we'll 
we'll go through maybe the season a bit and more than happy to have a chat. More than hundred percent and Dennis Dennis is a good man to talk. He he he's done a few pods there with Nina Garage and down through the years and stuff as well. He's a good man to talk and he knows the game inside out. But um no, it's great and to be back in Croker now for for another shot and exactly. another Ireland final and I don't know when was the last time people were in an All Ireland final Camogie? It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Corks and Kilkenny's. It's just great just great seeing back at the top table it is. Exactly. No, look, see, in my own club, they're the, the more of a focus on Camogie. It lifts the whole club and getting more involved and getting new people involved as well. So, you know, hopefully more and more clubs now will, will start kind of promoting the Camogie around the county and we'll be start getting and players in. Before from we go any further, it's not tip or late, lads, but I want to highlight it. The, the Kilkenny player, player of the match at the weekend. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've seen it. Um, oh, Jesus, don't be starting this now. Yeah. I know. I just no. I just <laughs> want to say it. I, I know it's my first time on the pod. And I don't want to bring up too much controversy because you, you're fairly good at doing that yourselves anyway. <laughs> um, with uh, with some schedule, and we won't get there actually. But um, I just thought it was absolutely scandalous how I know that they were, they were the sponsor of, of the of the of the tournament as well. But how they were let away with giving the Kenny player of the match a radio. Um, it was just absolutely disgraceful. I suppose. That's why they're fighting for what they're fighting for, but there's not enough vices and I don't think they're getting enough backing. Um, I just had to yeah. bring it up. I just thought it was absolutely but disgraceful. Did the did, did, did Kenny late not done to do with the, the the player of the match presentation, but did they lay themselves down and their their camogie their fellow camogie players down with their uh with not taking part in the um in the in the protest? I, 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 I personally wouldn't give an opinion on it unless I unless I got both sides of the camp. I wouldn't give an opinion. On it I'd, say our, I'd say a blinker view all Ireland's any no distractions would be the case. Yeah, probably. But again, outside. But, the but seemingly they agreed. They had agreed to do it, and then they didn't. They stopped it. So the, mm. whether whether that's the the word, whether that's the truth now or not, is another thing. But I was told they agreed to do it, and then they they, they went against what what the agreement was. So there's a little bit. Not nice to the rest of the camogie to the camogie um colleagues, you know, if if that's the case. No, well, if that is the case, I would agree with you. But I suppose, look, that's that's why there's bigger issues like like within Camogie. It's just I don't know. It's um like you see the club level, you see county finals been played in December and January, and yeah. it's just yeah, the sooner all this gets resolved, the better because it's just an absolute disgrace what's going look, on. There's for... a long there's a long road there, lads, working out the detail. I mean, everyone would agree with the. You know the kind of overall trust of it, one organization and all that, but there's yes. a long road to go with the detail there, and and who does what and who gets what. So, look, I suppose that could be a good conversation for November, December when we've no games to talk about for now. But look, plenty, plenty of games on next weekend again. Big shout out to the Davins now. Try keep it under ten points against the Kilchid and All Stars. <laughs> you know, so, out in Clare on Saturday evening. So, thanks a million, lads. Thanks a million. Thanks very much, for having us, lads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.